On today's show, how did the Dallas Mavericks pull off a trade for Kyrie Irving? And what now? We'll talk about that and more in today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Welcome to the Mavericks. NBA champion. He hit it. Bang! Bang! It's good. And the Mavericks have won the game. If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs uh, your first listen each and every day and being part of the show. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube, but the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know. Give us your grade for the Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks trade, the Kyrie for Dinwiddie and Dorian in a first from A to F, A, B, C, D. For some reason, we don't use E and F. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. And joining me, as always, my co host, writer, and contributor at Mavs.com. The trading thing, the one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? We really just traded for Aaron Rodgers, didn't we? I think that's uh, what we just did. He makes less money somehow. <laughs> There's you one, know, I, one I, the same number of titles. <laughs> I, t- I tweeted this out, uh, you know, tonight, Sunday night. And I said, you know, he's the most polarizing player in the NBA, Kyrie Irving. For sure. Players love him. Yes. For the most part, it's very more, much more complicated this. But for the most part, media doesn't like him. Yeah. And the fan base is just split. Like, not even like Mavs fan base, just like fans in general. And just like total opposite ends of the spectrum that it's just, it, it, I've never seen a player. We've, I mean, we've never covered a player like this. And we're like not even 24 hours into this. And, you know, we're getting all kinds of messages about Isaac, covering Isaac, him. we're not even like six hours into this. <laughs> Very true. If you want to hear our instant reaction to yeah. the trade, we went live or not live, but we recorded a podcast right after the trade was announced. Go listen to that. It's a good 20, 25, 30 minutes of that. And you know what? We're like, I guess we're just going to record another pod tonight and uh, talk more about it because why not? Yeah. So we got a lot more intel and a lot more information about why the deal happened, how the deal went down, what were the other offers that were offered, why the Mavericks did this. And so we'll talk about that and we'll talk about uh, how the Mavs pulled the trade off and and why, kind of. And then we'll talk about what now. Like, what happens now? When does Kyrie play? What what does it look like? What does the team look like? What do they still need to do? What do they still need to make? How do they still need to make a couple more moves? Can they? And then we'll talk about what will make it worth the risk. Because there's a lot of risk. We talked about it in our instant reaction. We'll explain some of them in a little bit. But what will make this trade worth the risk? So we'll talk about that. Let's get into this, though. How did the Mavs pull the trade off? The Dallas Mavericks had the best package. The Dallas Mavericks offered the best package for this. They they offered the best deal. Uh, the deal in full, by the way, is Kyrie Irving and Markeith Morris coming to the Dallas Mavericks. And the Brooklyn Nets get Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, the 2029 first-round pick. And a 2026. Unprotected. Unprotected. And then two seconds, one in 2027, one in 2029. Um, the Mavericks consulted Luca before agreeing to the trade. That's one big reason why this deal went down is because all the checkpoints came through. And I asked you that question before this all even became real, when it was just rumors, when it was just, Boomer has 
that the Mavs were interested in Kyrie. And I said, who says no first? Mark Cuban, Nico Harrison, Jason Kidd, Sint Marshall, or Luca? And apparently they all checked the box. Yeah, you know this had to be at least somewhat hard for Luca because of his relationship with, with Dorian. And, you know, what a, what a tough spot to be in because, you know, as a superstar, as an MVP guy, you're looking at this saying, all right, you know, Dorian's my guy. Yeah. Love Dorian. Super close. Um, but it's also Kyrie Irving. And on a basketball court, I mean, we were joking around after our instant reaction pod, you know, about how old Luca was when Kyrie hit the shot in the finals <laughs> against the Warriors and yeah. how he was a teenager, you know, watching that happen. And, you know, Kyrie's been in the league for a bit. He's, what, 30 years old. So, um, you know, Luca's he's, he's 31. 31. There you go. Um, <laughs> make sure you get that right. Um, we're the same age, but, <laughs> but you know, for Luca, you know, we've heard a lot about him growing up watching LeBron. He's had to watch a ton of Kyrie Irving too. And we know how much Kyrie Irving is just beloved by players. Yeah. And so, you know, Luca, I mean, I, I assume one of the first things we're going to hear from Luca is he's probably going to rave about how he's watched him his whole career and how grave a ball handler he is and how he's hit tough shots and won a title. And I mean, the, I mean, we were joking too earlier about, how many kids are going to buy his jersey? Yeah. <laughs> like, cause he's, he's really popular with the younger generation too. And so that's, you know, I, that the Luca part of that Stein went into that a lot, um, was super important. I think for the fan base to hear too, if you were on the fence a little bit, or at least like assumed it, but just to hear it reported, especially from Stein, I mean, probably the most trusted Mavs source out there. I mean, for sure. some of those guys to say that, Hey, Luca signed off on this, then, you know, Luca's going to be excited about it. Uh, this is that's good for the Mavericks that Luca signed off on it, that he was consulted on it. He's part of this. That you know, sign. I think sign kind of was was alluding to. If Luca doesn't say yes to this, the Mavericks don't do it. They don't make this trade. Luca Doncic has that much say in what the Mavericks are doing, which I think is a good thing. I think that that's you know relationship with the front office. We've talked about that before. Another thing that I think comes up with this is that everybody signed off on this, and so. Is it as much of a risk if everyone signs off? If everyone has signed off on it, then then I don't know. I don't know how, how much of a risk does it become. We'll talk about some of the risks. Oh, it's still, yeah, it's still. We'll it's talk still about some of the risks a little bit later. It's still, it still yeah. is, but at least from a everybody's on the same page kind of kind of point, I think that, that that's that that's positive for the Mavericks. The the other thing I started thinking about was, um, does this come off as Mavericks being desperate? And do you look at the Tim McMahon story that Luka Doncic was? putting pressure on the front office. Do you look at that story that came out a couple of weeks ago? Do you look at that story different now than you did when we first covered it? Um, I don't know. I mean, just because the other teams were, were, you know, I don't want to say betting, but the other, the other teams were going after him too. Bidding, it, it's bidding not, is what they were. They were bidding off on him. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers offered both of their unprotected or both of their future picks. Like Phoenix offered Chris Paul. Like, I mean, like this is Chris Paul Crowder in a first round pick. It's not like, man, Dallas was the only suitor out there, and they were sources the, yeah. saying they don't, they don't know who they were really bidding on. All this stuff, like we don't get this very often that you know somebody wins a trade, and then you know the other packages that the other teams are offering too. And you're like, all right, like those are decent packages. So, yeah, there you go. That 
knowing the other packages did make me feel better about it. Cause at first, when I first saw the deal, I said, man, they had to do a first plus Dinwiddie plus door. Like they had to add Dorian into I mean, it yeah. as well. Yeah. I, I thought the first thing I thought of was that looks pretty desperate. If you're the, if you're the Mavericks and they probably were, and they and Luca probably did put pressure on them. And you know what put pressure on them more than anything, how good Luca's playing right now, <laughs> like how good Luca is playing, put more pressure on this, this front office than uh, maybe anything Luca said, but you mentioned the other offers. These are the ones we know for sure. Um, Chris Haynes said that the Lakers offered Westbrook and both of their first. So Dorian apparently is worth more than a first, which we knew. Uh, and Dinwiddie may be worth more than Westbrook, which not surprised. Uh, Shams reported that the Suns offered Chris Paul, uh, Jay Crowder, and one first. If the Suns had offered Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, and three first, the Brooklyn Nets would have done it, according to Shams Sharania, which yeah, like they better have. blew my mind. But that's like that's kind of crazy. Uh, and then there's a Clippers one floating out there. I don't know who reported this first, but it was Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, a first round pick, and then two first round like two pick swaps in the future. Mm. I don't know how many more pick swaps the Clippers have, but. Uh, but those are the other deals. And so it wasn't just the Mavericks. So on many levels, how the deal got done was that other people wanted to do it too. This was not, you know, with Kyrie Irving. Yes, there is the um, there is the, the situation with him when he promoted the anti-Semitic uh, documentary. There is a situation where he was uh, and didn't want to take the vaccine. Are you about and, to go through all the situations? Sa- but I'm saying that's a whole second. I'm saying there are all these situations with Kyrie that the, he got suspended for the beginning of the season. Like, there's all those things, but all these other teams went after him too. So if you're sitting there yeah. thinking, I don't know how I get behind a guy like this. And I was sitting, I was sitting there thinking that too. And I still am kind of thinking like, I don't know how I get behind this. I don't know why the Mavericks go out and do this. Like, why do they bring him in to this franchise? Other teams are going after him too. And at a certain point it just becomes, uh, Hey, let's see what this guy can do on a basketball court. And, uh, your your basketball team doesn't necessarily drive you morally, right? Like you can't just put you can't just be putting all of what you you believe morally into what a basketball team is or who's on a basketball team. Uh, and I think that's that's what it came down to. The business of it really outweighed a lot of the other th- things for the Mavericks. And the Mavericks have had a history of doing that in the past before. Yeah, so I was gonna say you don't, yeah, you don't you don't respond. Coming up, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about a uh, couple other reasons why this deal went down. Relationships that the Mavericks have with Kyrie Irving, which is one of the reasons why they're confident that they'll be able to to sustain this relationship. And then we'll talk about what's next. When does Kyrie play? What is next for the Mavericks with trades, the extension with Kyrie, all that kind of stuff. We'll talk about it coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You can go check it out right now. See what's available on Prize Picks. You can use the uh, the promo code Locked On get a hundred percent instant deposit match with the promo code Locked On. You can pick right now. Let's see Detroit versus the Celtics. Isaac, Jason Tatum twenty nine and a half points more or less. More. Give me more on Jason Tatum against the Pistons. Bojan Bogdanovich maybe one of his last games for the Pistons twenty one and a half over under. More. Oh, over. Give me more on that. Jalen Brown twenty six and a half points more or less. Under. Ooh, under on that one. Put down, tw- put all three of those down. If I put down twenty bucks, I can win forty-five. If I put down a hundred bucks, I can win two hundred and twenty-five bucks. You can do all kinds of different stuff on here. You can do points, rebounds, plus assists. You can do three-pointers made. You can do rebounds, assists. You can do NFL, uh, NHL, all kinds of different things. Go check it out. It's Prize Picks again. Use that promo code Locked On to get a hundred hundred dollar instant deposit match with the promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen today. The NBA trade deadline is approaching, and Locked On has you covered. Thursday, February 9th, tune in to the Locked On NBA 
uh, YouTube channel, and I will be hosting a live uh, trade deadline show. We're going to be hanging out with all the hosts that are going to be there. Uh, that'll be fl- they'll be flooding in. Isaac will probably hang out a little bit, and uh, we'll be talking about some of the deals that go down. So, Locked On NBA YouTube channel around 2 p.m. Eastern time when the deals happen, and subscribe to Locked On NBA on YouTube and uh, and wherever you get your podcast. I also went on Locked On NBA today with Jackson Gatlin to talk about this deal. So, go check out that podcast as well. All right, Isaac. A couple other things I wanted to mention about how this deal gets done. So, other teams were bidding. The Mavericks made the best best offer. Also, the relationships between the Mavericks and Kyrie Irving. Like This goes back. One of the big reasons why we made a big deal about Nico Harrison, relationships. This is the relationships guy. He knows these players. He has a relationship with these players. The reason why we overuse that word about Nico Harrison is because he has a history with these guys now. He knows how they tick. He knows what, what moves them. He knows what will motivate them. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, Mavericks GM Nico Harrison has a long history with Kyrie Irving going back to their Nike days together, and Jason Kidd wanted this trade. Dallas needed a second star, blah, blah, blah. Mark Stein also reported that Nico Harrison is close with both Kyrie and his agent, who is Kyrie's stepmother, and uh, all the way back to their days working at Nike. And you have those relationships, and I think that this is it. You bring Kyrie Irving in, and now now they've convinced him to, to, to bring him in. And now they have to be on the same page. And I think that relationship is one of the reasons why they felt okay with this. Another reason why the deal got done. Yeah. I mean, there's so many connections to Kyrie, right? I mean, one of the uh, relationship or not relation. I mean, I'm sure there is a relationship there that I haven't heard anyone really mention too much is Andrew Baker. And Andrew Baker was in the Nets front office. He was brought into Dallas last year, a uh, big finance guy. But I mean, that's a, you know, it's a guy who's in the Nets front office. He knows about Kyrie. So um, don't know how much he role he played in this at all, but still, it's just another one. You know, Jason Kidd was, you know, Kyrie Irving. He's been very adamant about growing up, looking up to Jason Kidd so much. He even, you know, got connected to Jason Kidd and to where he was, you know, invited to his Hall of Fame introduction. You know, all of that induct. What's the word I'm going for? Induction. Oh, Hall of Fame induction. Induction. I said introduction at first. I was like, well, that's not the right. <laughs> They introduced now, now Jason Kidd. This is the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Hunger Games. Welcome to the Hall of Fame. Have a look um, around. But there's just you know there's just a lot of different connections with him that way, and you know we we've said it on the instant reaction pod and everything. Of like, Nico Harrison was brought in for the race ships, and he pulled this off. And we'll see what happens with the con. I mean, I think one of the bigger things of the reporting today after the after the deal was. There was no guarantee of a future contract with him. No. And, you know, I think that could rub some Mavs fans the wrong way of like, hey, there, you know, Stein said, I mean, this could be a rental. We don't want to talk about that. You don't want to like say any of that, but like it could be a rental because they're not doing extension talks right now. They're going to push it to the end of the season. That's when Kyrie is a free agent. And then they can see how this experiment, you know, experiment goes. So that's fascinating in itself that. We're going to play that game. Uh, but it's also one of the big things with all the Kyrie reporting is he wants a longer-term deal, that he doesn't want that two-year deal or one-year deal or something like that. So he wants a longer-term contract. Let's see how it plays out this season and see if you know he gets that. I mean, I would assume if this season goes really well, they click, the relationships are good, he's going to get a ton of money from Dallas. Mark Stein did report that Dallas won't entertain in-season or off-season extension talks until it sees how things go this season. Now, how long that ha- now, how long it takes for them to do that, who knows? But 
Bobby Mark said that the that the Mavericks could do a two-year, $83 million extension right now, or in the offseason, they'll have his bird rights, so they could sign him for one to, you know, the, they could do the five-year full max if they wanted to go that route, which I, I, don't, I don't expect them to do. But they have all those options in front of them. So we'll see what happens and how long they decide to wait on that and how long. But they also could potentially have close to max money in free agency. If Kyrie leaves, if they don't do anything with Christian Wood and he just leaves, and if Dwight Powell leaves, they they could have close to max money. So they could be after a Fred Van Vliet or somebody like that in the offseason if if Kyrie and them decide to part ways. We also got to see what they do between now. I mean, we're going to talk about this more this week, and we'll see rumors every single day this week. It's the most fun week of the year. Uh, but, you know, there's also deals that they could go out and create even more potential cash space, like the yeah. Levert-Tim Hardaway deal. If they revisit that, Levert's an expiring contract. Well, that's even more money you have this offseason. Nobody wants to hear about playing powder right now. <laughs> but, you know, that is a plan B in the offseason of if for some reason, you know, for some reason, that's not playing powder. That's playing burn it down. <laughs> As if they just they literally just created another max slot next to Luca. Let's let's talk about what Stein said that you know they tried including in the deal because I thought his wording of um they basically just tried to give him Christian Wood and Brooklyn's just like no we don't really want Christian Wood so what yeah. else you got. Mark Stein reported the Nets refused Dallas's attempts to ship them Christian Woods expiring contract or one of their less palatable long-term deals held by, held by Tim Hardaway Jr. and Davis Bertans. Stein said, don't be surprised if Woods still gets dealt. So when I yeah, first saw this deal, surprised. I w- when I first saw this deal, I was surprised that it was both Dinwiddie and Dorian because that's two rotation players, two starters. It's a big deal for the Mavericks. They tried with Christian Wood. They tried with Tim Hardaway Jr. The Nets did not want them. The Nets didn't yeah. want those deals, and so that's one of the reasons why they did the deal that they did. They put Dorian in there. We hate it. Isaac's got Dorian's jersey behind him, and and uh, and you know we, we we are mournful about losing Dorian Finney-Smith for sure. But if the Mavericks don't change that, they don't get Kyrie, and so they decided to go all in on this deal. Well, I, and I think it's another reminder too that you know fandom we get so caught up in feelings sometimes of you know, being fans of an NBA team and we get on social media and we want to interact with everybody that like, I mean, how many times have we seen on, so you know, Twitter, wherever you do socials of man, Dorian, these role players, they have no value across the league. And at the same time, it's max out Christian Wood. Like he he's going to get all of this in the off season. All this stuff. And it's like, guys, it, you know, fan fans in front offices view players so much different <laughs> and it's, you know, we've seen Dorian Finney-Smith. I mean, that helped him get Kyrie Irving. And they didn't even want Christian Wood. And, like, everything that we've seen about any reporting about them shopping Christian Wood, Tim, you know, McMahon and stuff, it's like, they're just, we'll see. They might be able to get a late first-round pick if they trade him. So, it it just, it varies, you know, how, how front offices view it compared to fans. The Nets would rather have had Wood. Or they would rather have Dorian Finney-Smith than Christian Wood. And so yeah. like, I think that, that that means something. And so we'll see what happens. I don't believe Christian Woods on this team past the deadline. Tim Hardaway is another player to watch for sure. We'll be talking about some deals that they could be in over the next couple of days for sure. But Kyrie Irving is officially going to play, uh, or at least he's sl- slotted to play, Wednesday in L.A. against the Clippers. That's the first time we'll see him back. Luka is also expected to come back on that day as well, right? I think Stein reported that his target date is to come back for that Clippers game. It could be the first time we see Luca and Kyrie together, which would, I mean, that first game is going to be a lot of fun. 
That is is going to be a, that's going to be a lot, but it is. There it, could be uh, some switching of jerseys at that game too. Uh, <laughs> some other deal. We'll see. So, all right, coming up, let's talk about what would make this worth it. What are the risks? What would make this whole trade worth it? Let's talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. You can go get them. I have been eating Built Bars for a long time. I love the brownie batter puffs. You went and got the brownie batter puffs recently. I did and puffs and the churro puffs at Sam's Club. What did you think about the brownie batter ones? Oh, it's really dang good. I don't put it up there at the the chocolate or what's the one I like? The brownie coconut coconut brownie coconut. chunk. Yeah, yeah, that one's amazing. But this one's like you've been saying this is your favorite bar for a while. Yep. And it's probably top five, the brownie batter puff. 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, only six grams of sugar. That's why I love it. It's not a t- it's yeah. not too much of, of any of those things. And you can just eat one as a snack. You can eat them as a, as a quick something to get you, to tide you over. They have a ton of different flavors. Go check them out. Now they're doing free shipping on all orders online through Valentine's Day. That's pretty cool. So go check it out. Built.com. Try at Walmart or Sam's Club as well. They have those available. Go check out Built.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's talk about what will make this deal worth it. Let's talk about, let's start this with, there are risks with this deal. We talked about it with in our reaction, but I'll, I'll re-go over some of them just now if this is the first show you're listening to. The risks with Kyrie, he's a flight risk, right? He was on one of the best teams in the East. This team and his, his team in the is number four in the, in the East right now. They're playing really good basketball. They're probably one of the top, I don't know, five, six teams in the NBA right now. They have a chance to win a title with him and, and Kevin Durant. He didn't get the right contract that he wanted, and he demanded a trade, and now he's gone two days later. Like that That's the type of risk that, that comes to the Dallas Mavericks right now. There's also the risk that he didn't want to take the vaccine, and then he just decided not to play. So he's willing to do that for some of his stances, however you believe about that. He also promoted a documentary with... Uh, anti-Semitic propaganda, anti-Semitic views in it, and doubled, tripled down on it when asked about it, and was suspended by the league, suspended by the Nets for it, had to go through some training and had to go through some steps that the league and Adam Silver implemented on him. And so all of a sudden, he could do something where he's out and suspended, or he alienates and actually does some damage with, you know, and, and hurt and sharing things that hurt people, right? Like there's so many different risks with this that the Mavericks are now taking on. No, oh, yeah, no, you can keep going. <laughs> and w- but with these risks, let's talk about uh, what would make it worth it to you. What would make this this trade worth it with all the the risks involved? The he's a flight risk with all the off the court risks. What do you think would make it worth it? Let's just talk in a big picture setting. Um, just for like this year or like moving big, forward. Big picture, a- big picture. Well, I mean, you got to go to the finals. I mean, I mean that that's what has this to happen. year. No, I mean, I'm, I mean. Assume- Let's just assume you can't assume anything. I mean, that's why that's I'm saying that's, like, that's hard. Because like if they, like if they you know bow out in the second round, but then they go to the finals next year, like it's still worth it, right? You know, like you, you just got to go to the finals in this era. Like I, I tweeted this out, but it's like this is gonna define classic nick here this is going <laughs> to define the nico harrison you know era this or deal. tenure this deal well yeah in da- in dallas and it has the potential to sink or swim luka Doncic's future in dallas it's like if they go out there and this tanks and it goes super bad 
and then he bolts and they they can't find another person like all this like that you know I was talking about Kyrie Bolton that could lead to Luca but if they go out and they go to the finals this year or they win a they win a championship over the next you know two years like let's go I mean that's what it's I mean that's when it's worth it right like if you do that you're proving by making this swing you're showing Luka Doncic there's no years off like yeah. we we were just debating on the whole thing of like Man, I mean, you hear national shows and everything. You know, if they could just take one step, small step back to take another step forward, what if they're looking at Lucas saying, there is no, there's no years off. We want to win every year with you. And we're, we're proving this right now. We're swinging for Kyrie Irving and we want to go win a title right now. If you're Luca, you feel pretty dang good about that as far as like your front office wants to win every single year. Yeah, I think there's less risk with Luca since he signed off on it, since he's going to be playing with him now. This is by far the best player that Luca has played with, the best. I think Kyrie Irving is the best scorer, passer, uh, re- what did I say, uh, playmaker, and like ball handler that Luca has ever played with. <laughs> scorer, passer, shooter, best shooter that he's ever played, like all those things. He's all those things to the Mavericks on the court. And so... I think for it, for it to become worth it, I think now you have, you've. Con- I think it would have to convince Luka Doncic that the Mavericks are, are we're making moves and that this deal like satisfies that craving in him, that the pressure to make some something move and puts now the pressure on Luka and Kyrie to to go win, right? Because at some point you want to change the the focus from on the front office to on the players, right? Think about all the teams out there: Sixers, Celtics. The pressure is not on their front offices. You got to make a move. It's on the players to make it work. Warriors, it's on the coach and the players to make it work now because they have the pieces to make it work. Yeah, and and I'll I'll add this too. Beyond a title, which, I mean, this would lead to a title hopefully, but if this led to another star coming, that's when it's worth it too. That now you got, I mean, it feels icky to go down this path, but like how many people talk about the whole like European roster building and friends around the league and like Jokic, Luka, Giannis, they don't have the team USA relationships. Like everyone's talk about that. Well, now you got one of those guys. Now you got a team USA guy. Now yeah. you have Nico Harrison. Now you have Jason Kidd. Like if, if you felt like Luka lacked the big relationships around the league with stars, if you felt that way, I'm not saying that that's true or anything, now you have a Kyrie Irving that all the, I mean, for the most part, generalizing here, majority of the players love Kyrie Irving. A lot of players like Jason Kidd. Nico Harris has a relationship with all these So, like, now you're building that, those relationships there. So, I think it's worth it if we're looking at this summer or next trade deadline, there's a star coming out saying, hey, I want to go to Dallas. I want to play with Kyrie and Luka. Mm. And you're like, like, what if they... What, chaos but like what if they made the rust deal right now and got a and got a first from from the lakers and now now they replenish the first they gave up in that deal and now they walk then they walked into the summer with the same amount of picks they have some you know cap whatever and all this stuff and it's like all right now we still have our picks we can still go make a big trade so like there's ways around it where you could go try to find a third person and that third person could be interesting coming to dallas because of the relationship with Kyrie. Let's talk about some small picture stuff with what would make it worth it because I've seen some some takes. There's there's many many. There's so many. Takes oh, you've seen takes fl- flying around today, and some of them that I've seen are like, this is a bad basketball fit for the Mavericks. 
No. That take no, no. I don't get. What would make this no. deal worth it for the Mavericks is one number to me. Or t- uh, two numbers. What what number is Kyrie going to wear? Two numbers. Well, Kyrie, yeah, he can't wear 11 unless Tim gets traded before the Clippers game. Um, So maybe he goes back to two. We'll see We'll see what happens there. Luka Doncic on the court this year. The Mavericks offense is 120.8 points per 100 possessions. That's incredible. 94th percentile. One of the highest in the NBA. Luka Doncic off the court. Offense is 107.7 points per 100 possessions. Seventh percentile. Like literally the most diametrically different numbers you could have in an offensive rating. This year with Kyrie Irving and Durant on the court together. So they're both on. 117.8 points per 100 possessions. It was actually lower than with just Luka and this Maverick squad that he was playing with, which is kind of crazy. Shows you how good Luka is. With Kyrie Irving on the court and Durant off the court this season, the Nets' offensive rating has been 116.7 points per 100 possessions. If the Mavericks can can somehow raise that number from when Luka is off the court, the 107 points per 100 possessions can raise that closer to the 116 that the Nets were at when it was just Kyrie. I think that makes it worth it in the small in the small in the smallest term, like day to day. The other number is the clutch offense. I think these are connected because Luca had I love to, how I went like super big picture and you're like, yeah, so like they're on off numbers. Well you did the you did the big picture. I we we did the Michael Scott Jim Halper, right? Like you did the big picture. You were Michael Scott. I'll be the Jim Halper day to day stuff. Um the clutch offense this season when Luca's on the court, the Maverick clutch offense is 110.5 points per hundred possessions. Awful. Terrible. Luca, by the end of games, had nothing left to give. He's carrying so much. He's doing so much. He didn't have enough. With Kyrie on the court for the Nets, 121.7 points per hundred possessions. That's crazy. That's such a high number in the clutch. And if Kyrie can bring that to the Mavericks and raise the you know, the Mavs, the Mavs offense when Luca's off the court and then raise the Mavericks offense in the clutch which I think will help all over. If that helps, then that makes it worth it this year because that's what they need. That's in the small sense. That's what they need. The big picture. I agree with yeah. you. The small sense. These are the, these are the two numbers I'm looking at. Yeah, that's good. And hopefully that leads to a long playoff run. Um, But now we see how they fill out the roster around them. And I mean, we'll guys have fun. Like we're going to have a blast watching this Utah Dallas game. Monday night. <laughs> Um, I don't know who's playing, but uh, I don't know who's running. McKinley Wright's gonna I get think, like thirty-five minutes. I, was say, I think Tim Hardaway's taking forty shots in this game. <laughs> this game. Tim might just stay in Utah. Um, <laughs> but no, we'll we'll see what happens with that. But I mean, I think a lot of people are looking at this now, saying, "What's next?" And like, can they go get some, you know, more defense? Listen, I mean, like Stein said with Christian Wood. Um. I don't, I, we both agree very, very strongly that they're not done, right? No, no, not even close. Not done. So, uh, really excited uh, to see wh- how the rest of this roster shakes out. But let's be honest, they still need a third ball handler. <laughs> yeah, they do. You know, like that's, st- they still didn't fix that problem. Yeah, they do. So there you go. We'll have more pods again. We'll we'll come back tomorrow. We may talk some about the Utah game, but we'll talk more about this trade, what the Mavericks can do, and we'll be doing a podcast every single day until the trade deadline. Appreciate everybody that joined us and uh, everybody that watched the the instant reaction of it. We're already at like forty thousand views, which is kind of wild to me. Appreciate every single one of you. If you listen every day, you're part of the Raccoon Squad, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>